There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. Yeah, your That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. So I was coming back from uh, New York. Okay. Uh, from my boy Johnny Moreno's wedding. That was a great wedding. Congratulations, John and Zoe. Awesome. Congrats. Yep. It was really good. Another murderous wedding. Another another horse up in the stable. Uh-huh. That's you right. You know how it is. Of course. I saw how big his fucking dick was and how much time he had to put in siren different large children. Uh-huh. But the money ran out on that as soon as he aged. Really? he aged out. He, he aged out of the Jeffrey Epstein dream. Oh, okay. Very um, good. But, so I'm getting off the plane, right? And so the thing is that I, I helped this woman with her bag, an elderly woman with her bag, at first uh, to put it up in the overhead compartment, right? Did she need but, help or did you just well, like, were you more like, because I could also see you sort of like accosting her and just be like, I'll do it. I'll put your bag up there. You're ruining my bit. Okay. Because it's exactly it. Is that I, she was coming on the aisle. She was, she was lifting up the thing. She was having a little hard time and I went to go help her and she's like, no, I don't, I don't really need your help. And I was like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And so I sort of took the bag out of her hands right. and I put it up in the overhead compartment, which was fine. Right. And she was thankful. Was she? Sure. Okay. But then we were deboarding. Unboarding uh-huh. the plane. As we left, this point, I saw her go- taking it out of the overhead compartment. Right. And she was struggling, right? And, but, so I decided, well, she's going to need my help again. And so I just gr- reached up from behind her and I grabbed the bag and I was like, I'm helping you, ma'am. I'm helping you. Right. And she was like, I really don't. Would you involve the me and her sort of having a tug of war? For the bag above her, but I was like, I'm trying to help, ma'am. I'm right. trying to help you, ma'am. And so I grabbed it and I eventually had to pull it out of her hands. I did pull the bag out of her hands, it, almost like a jerk. Right. But I'm trying to help. She obviously needed the help and was too proud to I say the words. If she had it in her hands, wasn't that almost mission complete? She no, already then, had it in her hands. All I needed was like one video of just her, this, the video, the bag slide out, smash her in the face, and just me staring, just going, nodding, you know, just like slowly, just kind of adjusting, being like, yeah, I could have helped. Right, right. So, okay. But I didn't. Well, good job, Henry. Technically, I try you to were help trying society. to help. And- I am trying to help society. Yeah, yeah. At all times. You're doing so good, buddy. Between that and the slime gang, you're 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 assisting everyone in need, whether they are in need or not. It was fun to hear Natalie's words, where she was just like, "Please don't. You don't need to do this, babe. Babe, you don't need to do." And I was just like, "I'm helping the woman. Mm-hmm. I'm helping the woman." <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> it's always fun to travel with me. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben Kissel, hanging out with Henry Zabrowski as well. The hero, we, you know, the hero we deserve, Henry I, Zabrowski. I am. I'm a good member of society. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I do what I can do. I, I believe the idea of being a positive, proactive Satanist. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's always said that about you. But you know what we do have today? This is a big day for me, Henry. You know what, what, you know what I'm celebrating today? What? Puffin 
His one year pupperversary oh, is today. Yeah. He is one year. He is in his second life because he would be currently, um, he would be long digested and in a sewer somewhere in South Korea if mm-hmm. we did not get him from the puppy pound, from the puppy jail where he was going to be a pokeball. And so Puffin, he knows it. I saved his life. And they say we're supposed to celebrate him. What about celebrating me? <laughs> you know? I think it's only fair because technically Puffin had nothing to do with being rescued. No. He was just. I mean, if he had orchestrated his escape, oh. that'd be a different story. Like if he had bit the dick off some one of the Korean guys going like, oh, this one's soft. This one's soft. It's just like poking Puffin in the side with a stick. Being yeah. Like, mm-hmm, yum, yum, yum. Well, mm-hmm. He does. Massage him with more and more sake Ooh. so the, the marbleized fat gets deeper and deeper into his muscles. Deeper, deeper. Don't deeper, make me deeper. think that. Don't make me deeper. think about that. <laughs> um, but no, he does have bad sides. He has two. He has two scars where they probably were poking at him. Um, what? Oh, yes, to see but- if he's done? To see if he's oh, done. What, are they yes. trying to make little divots so they can put rosemary and thyme in them? <laughs> I have no mm. idea. Put no, that's little... not. It doesn't taste good. I don't think it tastes good. But I actually sort of weird. It could it could sort of be like a porchetta. Like uh. you could put like a cover a bunch of spices. And I imagine the dog's meat's kind of like that. Like mm. sort of like darkish, super moist pork meat. Yeah, maybe. I have no idea what dog meat would be like. I would assume it can't be that good. I would just think nah. it's not going to be that good. Probably well, not screen. Screen for from it seems to be for them. It's more like how because my mom always used to like we were never allowed to order chicken at restaurants. Why? You know what I mean, she's like, "Don't get chicken. I make chicken at home. Anybody can make chicken." <laughs> and I was just like, "That yeah, she was obsessed yeah, with but, it." Like, I, anyone can make spaghetti. Anyone can make anything. She also would not order Italian out because she'd look at it and go, "Ugh, what is this water?" Look at this watery gravy. Oh, my. Each time. You're... Each time. But then it taught me standards. It's about learning about standards. And I think it's uh-huh. the same thing over there where I think they're only eating dog as either a lark, which is also a thing they probably eat. <laughs> I don't know what it even is, but yes. Oh, or if it's something that it's at the very uh, bottom of their options. Well, what they do is the reason it's it's during the three hottest days of summer. and they say, The dog days. The dog days of summer, literally. And they say it's for male virility because I guess the boners get sad in the summer. And they need a little pick me up. And I guess, evidently, puppies are the way to do it. So My boner gets happier during the summer. I don't know what happens over there. It's different, different times, different cultures. You know. Well, speaking of happy boners, happy productive boners, Jeffrey Epstein hoped to seed human race with his DNA, according to the New York Times. Oh, yeah. This is a very interesting story about one of the weird now. All of the news that it's fucking coming out of the woodwork about oh, Jeffrey my. Epstein, and one of them is this concept that he wanted to take his New Mexico ranch, which he wanted to call the Baby Ranch, and he wanted to impregnate twenty women at a time. Time with his DNA right. in order to propagate his version of his human race mm. deep into society. He had many ideas. This is one of his like kookier of his bad ideas, but I'd say he definitely had a lot of bad ideas. Yes. Well, we this t- is one of those that I don't particularly understand. Well, we talked about this on Abe Lincoln's Top Head as well. It's quite interesting, the narcissism and the ego of this person. This is the story of The Handmaid's Tale. He wanted to have a female farm of women carrying his seed. But isn't this something, this is about everlasting life, right? 
So it seems yes, to me partially. when, I, when I hear these stories, it seems like old school, like a retro way. Because now, as we talk about Henry, you want to be up, you want to be uploaded. Yes, I believe in the idea of having my whatever is my consciousness, whatever is that entity, being able to live free forever on the internet. Right, right. But- I think that there's a part of that that is, uh, it's yes, it is definitely an afterlife. Supplantation. That's right? it. It's definitely, of course, it's definitely a. I can see it. It's a replacement for a. For, for basically, it helps alleviate anxiety about the idea that when you die and there's absolutely nothing, right? Sure. Which is, as a person, I know intellectually that I'm very deeply afraid that I might, when the lights go out, boom, that's it. Right. And so, something, having a scientific solution to that problem is a, a part of the, just a natural inclination of the human race now mm-hmm. which is happening which is a religion replacement as well uh, but people like Epstein I think this shows there's a lot more people in Epstein's places that are thinking these gigantic grand intergenerational thoughts oh, sure of course that they used to be helpful for humanity but I think now it's just to help them these were he would have these conversations with scientists at his uh, at his home at his parties. He would invite but, them to their yacht, yes. and they and they all are fa- all of these articles are just fascinated with Stephen Hawking drinking Dom Perignon and talking with fucking Jeffrey Epstein. Also, Stephen Hawking was not. I mean, there talking. had to be. He was not actually talking. I don't. The know. The computer was talking, and the computer could say whatever it wants. It can, and I will say this: Stephen Hawking. Yes, I understand. Very difficult, hard life. A lot of sympathy. But I'm just gonna say, maybe controversial. He's kind of, kind of an ass. He cheated on his he wife. He did. He's hanging out with pedophiles. This or, is not, or a, this is not an ad hominem attack I'm on not, Stephen Hawking, the cheater, and the cheater and the the the, the, the rolling fucker. I'm not, which even, I think a lot of people like to call. It. He's a really horny roller, and I don't even care. Like whatever, that doesn't make you the worst human being on the face of the planet or anything. But it is just like he is not necessarily. Uh, the wonderful uh, genius that we all thought he was. I don't know. But that's not really what this is about. This is more just about the concept that Epstein used to invite these scientists to come on to, to his various parties, and he would pitch them these ridiculous ideas that are only could come from, like, an executive producer's mouth. Of course. Where he will just Hammered. say to a group of scientists, I want to create a particle that makes people feel like they're being watched. That is one thing that he said. He wanted to freeze his penis and his brain. Yes. Right? For, for forever. Right? Which is... I get it. Didn't I mean technically that's Rasputin? I mean, turned out it was a horse cock. But you can just do that if you put it in a bunch of gin. Keep it keeps it safe forever and ever. Absolutely. He also wanted to. Uh, yeah, but I think what this is really showing, right? So he, they they called him an adherent of transhumanism. Now, transhumanism is this movement that the idea that it mm-hmm. is sort of a uh, evil like. It's an evolutionary inevitability that humans are using science and technology to further the human race, mm-hmm. to further our cognitive abilities, and to be, uh, allow us to live forever, right? The, basically, this idea that we are our own god, we are we have created our own mini-godhead, and that is what we're going to do. We're going right. to use the power of science to further us f- 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 deeper into the future, which I'm actually, you know, you know I love. I well, think it's very interesting. But of I course, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I agree with you. And of course, in this case, because they were thinking so primitive about it, actually like biological, like impregnating real humans, they had uh, uh, many victims. 
much like uh, everything with Epstein, all of well, his like transhumanism, like I am my own God thing, he did not necessarily apply that same logic to other people. He saw no. them as his, you know, as his minions and whatever. Well, but not as he human truly beings. was. He truly was not a. Uh, an actual functional transhumanist. All of this shit is garbage. All of right. his ideas were total garbage. And none of them were actually helping anybody or society. And scientists just sat there because basically what, what they you- said was that he was the cash cow. Right. And scientists, in order to do certain subjects, especially stuff that's on the fringes, they need money. So they swallowed their pride and they looked at several different ways to sit with him and hopefully get some of that runoff cash so they can right. use it to work towards their fringe projects. But what I think that this is showing is that there is a deeper conspiracy theory that has been around since like since the Bill Cooper days, which is the idea of a breakaway civilization. I think the rich and the powerful are actively planning on leaving planet earth yep as soon as it gets hot jeff bezos was just talking about it. i literally just saw an interview with jeff bezos discussing that exact thing they are going to do it and they yeah. are acting like because the way they're pitching it too is that everybody will get to a ticket to the rainbow express <laughs> you're like everybody's coming in and oh can't like, wait i don't think so no we can't even get into be... studio 54 you think that we can't even get into the 50 50 club do you remember when we weren't invited to Dan Harmon's boat party at San Diego Comic Con? <laughs> we I think are, that if we, yeah, we are <laughs> now like, oh, we're here for the trip now. I brought my beers. I got, we got, we got our wrestling shirts and a horse. Crystal's got beers for everybody, and I brought sunscreen. I don't know if that ha- helps in space, and I got a whole suitcase of magazines. And no one's gonna, no one's going to invite us. No, but I think we're seeing more and more of these little building blocks. That the conspiratorial view of the the way the rich look at society is like, because yes. it just must change you at some point. Oh, and Epstein totally. had so many powerful people in his pocket for so long that he must have had some loopy ass ideas. Dude. I know at some point he is like, we need to build a system of magical pipes where flowers can come out spitting little fireballs. And what if I created a ghost that only moved when you looked at it? Is that You're like, I don't are you just playing Super Mario Brothers 3, <laughs> Mr. Epstein? Honestly, yes. he this is the epitome of stupid people with money and the money forces other people to have to pretend that they're smart. Otherwise, the entire society collapses. Falls apart. Do you remember that when we were just... I mean, I don't know if your parents were like this, but my parents always just assumed that wealthy people were smart. Of course. And they... Oh, no, that's my parents. That's why my parents ended up voting for Trump in the first place. They legitimately were like, well, he's a businessman. And it's been like, I can put on a suit. And get a suitcase and walk around the street and be like, hi, hello, Henry Zabrowski. Yeah, I run several independent businesses. And then just open up the suitcase and it's just filled with slinkies covered in my jizz. <laughs> and I'm being like, yeah, I make these. I make That's these a- and sell these. G- Do you want jizz- one? Jinskies? J- these are my jizz case. The jizz slinky? And each one costs only... A thousand dollars. Wow. American. Yeah, that's it. But it's special. It's unique. Don't you want to give your parents something unique for Christmas? Something that has a part of you on it. Um, yeah, you come on it. That I think that's what we're learning now. The disclosure is, first of all, all of these people are, not all, but the vast majority, of super wealthy or narcissistic maniacs. And even worse than that, extremely, extremely dumb. And that is, it's almost scary to think. How Jeffrey Epstein was bad at his job. 
Oh, he's horrible. He was bad at all of the jobs that he had. He just somehow, I mean, I guess if you just throw enough child sex slaves at a problem, you can fix it, which is what we've learned from him. He's got a lot of people in his Rolodex, and we are going to continue uh, to learn a lot about the life of Jeffrey Epstein. And if you read Have the you- accounts from the scientists here, I do think, as Henry was alluding to, I do think they thought he was crazy. And I actually yes. feel bad because it's really, as a power structure in our in our culture, we have given the wealthy so much, so much power that it really is a an indictment on our entire culture. The fact that scientists, true smart people, have to hang out with these morons to hope, just hope, they can get a couple hundred thousand dollars to try to cure cancer. But that's why I don't think anybody's doing much in the way of... It's hard, right? Because I don't trust the government either. But at least when the things like NASA and all these kind of gigantic science projects that the government sort of had a some sort of control over right. that used to help our society, I think that they've really allowed, they really are excited about science moving more and more private because then they could do whatever the fuck it is they want with it. Yeah. The last thing that the big science movement that I guess was Obama's movement to map the human brain, which we're still deep in the middle of. Yeah. But. It's just all of that creates all of these sort of esoteric benefits for the future when this so-called technology is finally completed. But we don't know what that is yet. No one really knows what that is yet, except for the fact that we have AI deeply built into our everyday usage, which is not as nefarious as you'd even like to think it is. It's just the machine learning part of it, learning all the algorithms, all the stuff. It's not exactly – you're not talking a fucking how, but every single time you use – predictive text you're helping teach the ai oh my every God. single time you take a picture i mean on instagram all every single thing that's the other thing i'll say too is all of these apps people want to make big deal about them being like data mining for these giant companies but they always have been oh you're sure that's I mean, how course. they make their money they don't really make that much money from the advertising they do but they make so much more money from these kind of backdoor contract deals with the government purchasing the information about what they are picking up from their billions of users, which is just like a fucking free testing pool. Absolutely. That is why they are technically free apps, but nothing is free. Nothing Everything free. comes with a price. Yeah, so it's so yeah. cheap as a free lunch gets on. But I- Except if it's on top of a trash can. Ooh, then it is but a free lunch. Or, or but would you pay for it with your fucking ass juice? Or if you work union and you are a background actor, yes, you do also get free lunch, and yes. they know exactly when to show up to get it. They're very. Have good. you read anything about Google Camp? Google Camp. It oh sounds. God, is buddy. it like the movie Heavyweights, which was a great film back in the nineties about a fat camp? Love um, that movie. No, it's nothing like that. It's that would be like fun. That. Yes. No, I'd be. I would have said it in a happier tone. Okay. Google Camp is that Google is inviting influential people from all across the arts and politics to a getaway where they could sit and talk about how to make the world better. It's a new, dumber Bohemian Grove. I was going to say that. There are pictures. It is just the most miserable shit. Because God, they, I believe they talk about climate change, right? So Obama came, DiCaprio came, but they have class, so they won't allow anybody to take pictures of them. But there are photos of Bradley Cooper teaching Oprah Winfrey how to ride a bike. And oh. it's like her struggling on a bike and him like <laughs> grabbing her. It looks like he's grabbing her by the pussy a little bit, which is like a fi- fine. But Gra- Bradley Cooper doesn't care because he's gay as a fucking $9 stamp. Is that right? Uh, oh, yeah, buddy. Good for and him. So Good for him. He, oh, yeah, come out. 
teach us. Tell us. Is tell Bradley, us Bradley Cooper gay or is this just yes. a, is this hot goss? That is hot goss, but oh, it's okay. real hot goss. All right, all right. Um, and it was also Katy Perry and what's her name? Her big dick uh, Elvin boyfriend. I, I'm not sure. Uh, Legolas. Le- oh, yes. Um, uh, oh, my God. I do know his name. Um, Orlando Richard Steffens. Or, oh, that's it. That's Orlando, it. who we met briefly. I knew he was named after a city in Florida. We did meet him briefly. He's yes. very sweet. Yes. But it, these pictures of them all gallivanting and having these little boat parties, being like, you're just the dumb arm of the new Bohemian Grove that they allowed just go be like, yeah, 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 go get a bunch of pictures taken of you so everybody could talk about how cute it is that these celebrities are like hanging out like normal people on a boat right. and shit where everybody else in some other google camp Ugh. area are doing other like god knows what the why hell are doing. people it's still just, why do people still think actors have anything in their brains stop they, inviting <laughs> actors not. to bohemian grove they are the They're definition they are the definition of vessels they are empty vessels you must feed them words actions emotions you have to feed them every single thing to make them a person why do we think that they are the beacons of truth in our society what has we happened are. We are just so backwards. The idea of like believing an actor saying anything, their job is to lie. <gasps> I know. Yeah. I know it. I know it. Um, but this does, this could give us a great opportunity then. If you do recall peak Alex Jones, this is when mm-hmm. Alex Jones was still mildly oh. cute. When he yes. brings his blow oh, with, canoe. with the, the canoe, canoe going up the <laughs> river is the best. <laughs> to Bohemian Grove. And it is one of the funniest. He is, it is a one. On one fight, but there is no other person. It's just Alex Jones screaming at himself into the void and responding to his own yells at Bohemian Grove. And everyone's just like, I don't know. But he was the only one brave enough to directly attack it. He did. So we by could, water. We by water exactly. Like Joe, like George Washington. Absolutely. Uh, so we could go. I mean, this would ruin your acting career, though, Henry. Technically, you need to be working hard to get into this event. But we, I mean, this is what I was, <laughs> Natalie and I, because Natalie showed all this to me. She was like, look at this horse shit. And I was like, going through it. I was like, this is the thing is that we've been kind of outsiders in media, right? Like, that's kind of what we do. Like, mm-hmm. we've made our own path to people listening to our bullshit. What that means, though, is that you never get invited Mm-mm. to any of these big, arcane Hollywood Illuminati shit. Right. Because they know that you'll just either tell everybody or they just don't want you to exist. They just don't like us. Because a couple of too many, a couple dips in the punch bowl, and next thing you know, we're letting everyone know what we think about them. That's what I fucking. We talk six hours a week. Yeah, you have to figure out things to talk about. So a part of what we talk about is every single secret thing I learned at Google Camp. Yes. Well, that's great. I'm so happy. We the world is going to be fine, ladies and gentlemen. Bradley Cooper is going to cure everything. I do think it's ironic whenever they have these. Um, destination vacations for uh, under the guise of um, global climate change and the climate crisis and global warming. Because but that's it is exactly like, what they talk about in the articles that it's like it's crazy the no, amount of pollution they're putting into they're the air. They're all flying. They're not flying on one plane. They all fly no. their own private plane. Private jet. So each private jet arrives on a helipad, and it's uh, all of this shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, well, Google Camp, that sounds fun. And hopefully, if anyone works at Google Camp, let us in. Just let us in. I don't know how to ask, but let us in. We'll be good. Sure. There's no way I won't tell individuals every single thing I've heard or seen. 
No. There, honestly, there's no way. Honestly, sadly, I think the things that we would see would be so mundane and so stupid and so boring. No. It might it just, even it might even be worse. It might it's even just be cocktail worse. hour. But that's what Harry Shearer said about Bohemian Grove because he got invited, right? And so when he went, he said it was the most boring shit in the face of the planet because you don't get to go to the actual secret meetings. Also, as an actor, then you really just are arm candy at these events. Yeah, you're, you're just not being pulled in. You're a pawn. DiCaprio's the closest. You think DiCaprio's Dica- the closest? I think DiCaprio. I think he's got a fingers in quite a bit of st- quite a bit of pots, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, kind of, yes. I will say this: if you haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, check that one out. Great Brad Pitt. Oh my God, he is. I would do anything that Smoking. he's. I was just dissing on actors, but if Brad Pitt was just like, what if you uh, wear your pants on your head? I'd be like, Brad, that's so smart. You're so smart. I love you, Brad. Because I can look at that man. And I will say this about the movie. No spoilers. But Tarantino, he got all that foot. He got so many many feet in this movie. He was just like. It is very apparent in this film, apparently. I have to see it. I haven't been able to go see it. I can't wait to see it. Hopefully this week. Absolutely. Check check it out. It's it's a nice little story. Um, All right. Well, let's move on to a slightly stupider story or a slightly dumber story. This one comes in from Alabama. So it was this Alabama man accused of feeding meth to a squirrel. He got arrested. But this dude, basically, he's a 35-year-old dude. And I kind of love this meth thinking. Because when you're a meth, you got your brain's going, 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 and sometimes it stumbles upon a genius idea. You're as confident as Bradley Cooper teaching Oprah how to ride a bike. You really when you are on crystal meth. So most people say, "Oh, I need to protect my house. Maybe I'll get a maybe I'll get a pit bull or a really mean chihuahua." This guy got a squirrel, but squirrels, you say, "Oh, they're not so dangerous unless you give them crystal methamphetamine." So he yeah. would give his he would give his squirrel crystal methamphetamine, and he called it his attack squirrel. Uh, he was arrested. <laughs> he was arrested for uh, having drug paraphernalia and things like that. This is according to the uh, sheriff's office. Yeah. How did they even? Yeah, exactly. How do we know? So he wasn't actually punished for the crime of feeding meth to a squirrel, but it was just a thing that was a part of the experience. The sheriff said they can't test the squirrel for meth. He said there's no way to do it. I guess you can't give a squirrel a piss test. So uh, poke the, the squeeze na- some piss out of it. <laughs> no, 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 I'll show you how to do it. You grab it by the base of its little squirrel balls, Ugh. and you just go. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, it's not. It's not piss. It's some kind of them. What is this? Uh, Ah, squirrel come, yeah. Deputy Zabrowski, how did you know how to do that so fast? Have you done that before? It's against company protocol and the the department is... Are you even a sheriff? I was touched by a squirrel back when I was a boy. Oh, God, I learned that the cycle of pain keeps going. It just gets dumped to the next generation. Sadly, sadly accurate. Um, although, if you do want to learn more about that, on this week's Abe Lincoln's Top Ed, I talk with a sexologist, Henry, who interviews non-offending uh, pedophiles, which is very interesting. But we talk... We, we, Air quotes. We talk... Non-offending. No, they I are. just don't do it. I just won't there do it. Are some that, do you have to listen to that interview talking about <laughs> that? Uh, but anyway, so narcotics investigators, they found Mickey Polk. He was 35. They were conducting the surveillance at his hotel. Uh, he was arrested. He fled on his motorcycle and rammed into one of the investigators' vehicles. Polk oh, was wanted for possession of an illegal firearm, possession of a controlled substance, and possession of drug paraphernalia. 
So the narcotics investors arrested uh, arrested one. This is according to the sheriff. You said narcotics investors, which I think is a really interesting uh, misnomer for police Ooh. officers, especially since Iran Contra. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about the Iran Contra. So this is according to the sheriff's department. They say narcotics investigators arrested one man and are looking for another after they executed a search warrant Monday that yielded meth, drug paraphernalia, body armor, and. A squirrel. Polk uploaded a video on Facebook after the raid from the apartment with the squirrel. He acknowledged the squirrel is aggressive and had bitten people, but denied the. <laughs> but he denied that he trained the rodent. He said, "Quote: The public isn't in danger from the methed out fuel in the neighborhood. He's not on meth. I'm pretty sure. Better not find out he's on meth anyway. I don't like that shit." So it seems as if the meth, the squirrel may or may not have been on meth, but the guy says, hey, I wasn't feeding the squirrel meth. But then again, we're around rural Alabama. Uh, squirrels can get meth anywhere. Honestly, it's hard for them because uh, you don't know how that squirrel's been raised. No, you don't. And it's a slippery slope to meth. You know, one day you just like, you know, you take a little bit too much Robitussin. You know, you find it in a fucking park bench and you stick your little squirrel head in a whole serving of Robitussin. And you're like, this feels weird, but sometimes it's nice because the drudgery finding these nuts every day. It's every day. Same fucking grind. You get up at 6 a.m. I yep. find these fucking nuts. I put yep. them in the hole. Cat fucking chases me. I'm just by a car. What the fuck? My whole life is this fucking existential wheel. It's like I'm on a hamster wheel, but I'm not a hamster. I'm a fucking elegant squirrel. <laughs> Next thing you know, you that Robitussin opens up your pure view just a little bit. You sit by a hippie in a fucking forest park. You're hanging out. He blows a little fucking little stream of fucking sativa next to your fucking face. Right. You... Pull that in your little squirrel nostrils. Next thing you know, Aww. like, man, maybe it's about time I get really fucking lit up. You find a little bit of cocaine. You go by, like, one of those nightclubs. Like, you go by... Like the iron shaft or whatever, and you go, you sneak in a little bathroom in there, and you find some cocaine residue on top of a toilet. Aww. All these coke heads are super fucking jazzed out of squirrels in there, right. so they're fucking giving you cocaine. Yeah, so that's another big tip, especially as a squirrel or a hot girl or as a guy, never buy your own cocaine. Just let people give it to you. Oh, I don't think that's a good tip. That's a bad tip, Henry. Never. I think it's good to just say never purchase it. That's when you have a problem. Never ever, as if you're purchasing it. We'll be safe out there. You know what you got to get no, is a no, drug test. No, no, not in the West Coast. And you better not be doing fucking cocaine in the West Coast. because It's all that fentanyl. But, all that fentanyl. But then all of a sudden, you're looking for the next fucking hit. That squirrel's all fucking strung out. Next right. thing you know, meth becomes a casual, lateral movement. Absolutely. And that squirrel is now an attack squirrel. And dare I say, the coolest squirrel in the yard. I mean, I'd almost... I'd put him closer to a bouncer squirrel, but yeah. I don't know, he then might wake up and realize what he does and what's going on Aww. and the kind of squirrel that he's become or she. And it may be uh, after all of this fucking cleans up and comes one of these fucking weird, like pseudo saved squirrel Christians. Yeah, could be, man. Those are the ones, you know, they what, whatever the journey the, is for ever, you. And when you meet those kind of pseudo Christians that have like, you know, the Christ is just pressing the weight of their addictions down. They're like, mm -hmm. totally cool. As long as I got the power of the Lord in my backwards hat. <laughs> I don't need methamphetamine. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know for a fact they are just about to fucking snap at Aww. any time. I, it's hard. Drug addiction is hard, even if you're a little squirrel. I could quit weed if I got to. Oh, could you really? How You would be shaking like a leaf in a storm, you know, my friend. That in would Australia, be I went. I, Australia, I had the longest break I've had in a long time. In Australia, I probably had a five-day break. Okay, and how'd you feel? And it was great. It was fine. I was dreaming again, which is the one oh. thing they say about uh, THC or whatever it is with the weed is that it suppresses your dreams. 
and I was having fucking wild ass dreams. They tell you about that, about how I had a dream that my mom was trying to put me up for adoption, but I'm like this age, and I was just like, with the CPS people, and they're like, we're going to have to put you in a foster home. And I'm like, I'm a 35-year-old man. And they're like, we don't care. You're just going to have to go to the foster home. And it's like, I'm a comedian. I I, I have, I, tr- I remember being like, I have over 100,000 Instagram followers. I'm a part of this. They're like, that can be faked. That can, that can be, be faked. faked. It can yes. be faked. Yes. It's very scary. It's very wow. real. Just a poor foster family that has to take in and be like, Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Kilwin, uh, here is your new foster son, Henry Zabrowski. Uh, From Wolf of Wall Street? Yes, that Henry Zabrowski. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to Uber out of here, guys. <laughs> All right? I'm just going to go. Live from your grave. Live from your grave. Uh, all right, so this is a story I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, the U.S. military launched giant balloons to spy in the Midwest, according to Mastable. Oh, Have you seen these? I it's did bird, see these. This is written by Jack Morse. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's one of up to 25 giant surveillance balloons currently floating over the Midwest and spying on everything in their path. Get out of here. According to documents. I know. What a shock. According to documents obtained by The Guardian, the U.S. military is currently in the process of testing a large-scale surveillance system made up of floating radar designed to monitor everything from individual cars to entire cities. Right. Conduct high altitude, the way they're calling it, conduct high altitude mesh, M-E-S-H, networking tests over South Dakota to provide a persistent surveillance system to locate and deter narcotic trafficking and homeland security threats, reads an FCC document authorizing elements of the test. So they are going over, this is our, this is my country, and I say this, government, leave my people alone, get out of here. They're going over Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Missouri, and Iowa. This is the beginning of what we see in China going on. They have the biggest surveillance state in the world in the history of time. And that is beginning to happen here. These big ass blimps. If this is why, this is where like my like have a gun brain kind of flips on. Because of now course. I am just like, take a gun, take your little hunting rifle, get your sniper rifle, and just shoot these things down. You will be arrested, but you will also be a hero in my book. Just know for a fact that it's slowly encroaching. I almost It's happening. They, I almost appreciate the Chinese and the fact that it's so in your face. They Same are, thing yeah. when we went to Australia, right, where they put their surveillance right in front of you. Yeah. So you see the pictures being taken, taken of you. You know that the Chinese is watching your social networking. You know that they're doing all this stuff, and it's out in the open. And it's, it's only the United States of America that we feel that we have to fool you and hide it from you because they want to create this bubble, this idea, this fake version of freedom, this idea that we live in a free society. Right. Where actually, we've entirely given up the chains of ourselves mm-hmm. to the masters that are deep inside of the Silicon Valley. At, at the very least, they should make this seem like one of those flyover planes that has like a big flyer on the back being like, Bikini Beach Party is September 10th. Be there. Be square. Like they... They um sell it to me. Sell it. I do really believe that. This is sell horrifying. It to me. But honestly, though, this really is scary. And I know it's not going to get that much attention because it is literally looking at more cows than people. South Dakota. Yes. Uh, North Dakota has 600,000 people in the entire state. And it is a big state. Yes. So they are starting small, hoping no one really notices, perfecting it. And then when push comes to shove. They're just going to be up in the sky. And then what are we supposed to do? What are we going to do? We have go to go up sto- in the sky? 
We're going to go up in the sky. You're going to go get it. What are you, you going to do? Who's the closest? Tall people of America. I w- All you standing on your roofs. Yep. Taking swipes at it. Oh, my God. Come and, come and face me like a man. I am going come to. Come and face me. I am going to die with a with one of those big. What do you call those little. Sw- <laughs> what do you call those leaf sweepers? It's, a broom? No. It's a, leaf, a it's a leaf sweeper. <laughs> I have not been in in a, in a rural environment in a very long time. You talking about a, a leaf rake? Blower? I'm talking a rake. about a rake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We do not have rakes in New York. How we, can anybody take us? <laughs> Even remotely seriously. Hey, that is, it's about describing and then everyone can know and then everyone's part of the conversation. So I would have a metal rake and I'm going to be screaming on top of my roof in Iowa or Wisconsin. And then I'm going to get electrocuted when I hit a power line. And that's how I'm going to die. Screaming at a drone holding a metal rake. Just watch you on top of your roof swinging a rake around, swinging a rake around. Your fucking basketball shorts fall down, revealing your penis to the neighborhood. <laughs> Surveillance balloon immediately takes a picture of just <laughs> nude, nude comedian pervert harasses neighborhood with leaf picker upper object. <laughs> See, they didn't know either. And they work in journalism. No, it's a rake. My goodness gracious. It's a rake. It's a rake. No, but that really... Mainstream media. That really is horrifying, and uh, we need to pass legislation, but we're going to talk about that on Ableton's Top and more, because this this must end, because if we don't... You got to bring me on there. You got to bring me on there. Yeah, of course. So we can get into it. Get into it for serious. For serious. all this. All this is just fucking. This is we're, we're this is war games we're playing. Yes, we're not on the battlefield. No, no, absolutely not. This is for goof 'em ups. But uh, this we gotta we gotta nip this thing now because once they're all up there, oh, it's all. And you know that's the thing with our. When it's we already go to, been done. We go it's already war, been done. It's already, we, done. it's already happening from within. It, it, it's already happening within. Socially, we are. Uh, tattling on each other oh. via social media and then uh just straight up intellectually they just i mean just straight up technologically i don't and they even even said this zuckerberg laughs when he says that the phone listens to you the phone does not listen to you my friend you it is not that it's picking you up it just knows you so well already it already knows you because of the technology within it, because it's been reading your words. You don't need to actually right. hear you in conversation. They read it and predict it <sighs> by yep. what you've talked about via text, via instant message on uh, many different platforms. Yeah. They know every single thing. They know everything. And when it comes to surveillance, the U.S. has done it many for many, many years uh, overseas. Specifically in the Middle East. So they're just taking that technology. It's coming home. It's like we're talking uh, about the Russians over here. Like we haven't been, we're not like the best at manipulating elections. We're We're literally, that's like one of our top skills that we do as a safety measure, quote unquote, for America. Mm -hmm. But then when it happens to us, we get really upset. And it always turns out just wonderful. Just fucking right on the money. Um, Right on the money. Uh, So let's, all right, now we're getting serious, which is a problem. Because this is not a, this is not a serious no this time. is a, this is a goof 'em up show this is a goof 'em up. up show I do want to talk about this mother who murdered her two daughters after they got in the way of her sex life she oh. now faces life in jail yeah according to the Telegraph 
uh, by Greg Wilford, an, a mother who murdered her two young daughters after they got in the way of her sex life is facing a life sentence. Luis Porton, 23, mm. suffocated Lexi Draper, 3, and strangled 16-month-old Scarlett mm. Vaughn in rugby Warwickshire in 2018. The part-time model, which they do very carefully put in quotes. Okay was seen casually leading Lexi into their home hours before she killed her on January 15th last year. If you watch the video, it's awful. Yeah, it's And horrible. it's also a thing, too, where you watch her like open the door and she barely gives a fuck, and the two kids goes in, and the, the, the door literally almost closes on the infant. And it seems like she was just trying to get this thing over. Ugh. She looked up several ways to kill them online, and they're calling this the UK Casey Anthony. But, but the difference is our Casey Anthony... Got away with it. Yes, and she is most likely going to have a reality show, and we'll be seeing her in her full form at some po- at some point well, in the relatively near future. I'm sure. And then I do. I just believe that this woman. I mean, this woman is just uh, needs to go. She needs to go into a concrete square and go away for the rest of the time. She's a very dangerous person. Obviously. So she said she was a sex worker, and she said the kids were getting in the way of her profession. And uh, yeah, calling her Casey Anthony is a little. But we bit know of sex workers with kids. Oh, of and course, and they seem that's to really enjoy having families. Sure, it does. I don't know. You could have a relative. You could have a totally normal life and still be in the sex business. Um, no, that that is certainly not us. an excuse. Oh yeah, we're in the sex business, of course. I mean, everyone's paying for us to come over and stand in front of them. They yeah, love to you look love at your- us. You like you're like please thank you for I know this was an in call I'm glad you came over to my apartment I'd like you to meet my uh, son and my daughter um Ben that's just uh that's just two bottles of Bud Light mm. yeah there's my son and my daughter uh, they right. are away for the weekend <laughs> <laughs> um yes so that story it really is disgusting but at least there was some justice uh but you can't even you can't even imagine how horrible uh, that is but calling her Casey Anthony really is not accurate because, again, Casey walks free. She walks free. Yes. She's out in the wind. And now let's do Hero of the Week. Side story. Hero of the Week. You're my hero. Hero of the Week. It's you, you Okay, so this here, we have two heroes of the week, Henry Zabrowski. Two heroes. Hey, man. Hey, man. I appreciate more heroes out there. We need them. Absolutely. And these are these are very serious heroes. Uh, usually I have a bit more of a goofy time, but we had two massive tragedies. Um, more gun violence uh, taking place in this country. Extremely devastating. Our hearts go out to the people of Texas and the people of Dayton, um, Ohio. Absolutely. And normally we don't talk, we don't like to talk about the nature of these crimes quite a bit because I feel like it ends up sing- signal boosting. Uh, people that are doing these crimes for the sheer purpose of getting their name in the paper and getting right. attention put upon these crimes. We all know what's happening, and we know that our country is sliding into some weird sort of... I mean, we, we are in a civil war, it seems like. In the, in the minds of many, that civil war is never ended. But because of those shootings, uh, two heroes 
did step up, I suppose. So an independent wrestler, Jeremy Ganger, he stopped the Dayton shooter at the door of the Ned Peppers bar. So he prevented the death of countless other people. So thank you so much for that, Jeremy. And then we have another man, Army Private First Class, Glendon Oakley Jr. Um, because of his training, he actually pulled out his gun. He uh, got to a position. Um, he like took on the gunman and he uh, helped many people get to safety. So those are two heroes of the week. So that was really, that's just a very incredible and a very sad times, but uh, indeed uh, heroes did, heroes did uh, spring, spring up. Yes. Which is very good. Yes, uh, because it's very, I mean, all of this is very, all of this is incredibly frightening. Yes. Um, I want to read some viewer mail. All right, let's do it. Let's, here we go. Here we go. So we got here. This is from Jay. This is an email called. This is a. So he sent me a listing of a classified ad that he thought that we'd like. Okay. It, it is a picture of a very handsome rooster, <laughs> and it says "free handed rooster." That's H A N T E D. Rooster has demon. It's free. Really, it's free. Well, that's great. So according to the classified, it reads. Poor chicken, he used to be so great until recently he got haunted by satin. Now he keeps manipulating everybody, trying to get his own way. Still pretty good rooster, but not as good as before he got haunted. Eats all the same stuff as regular roosters. Does pretty good on a farm, I would imagine. The only thing is how he has a demon inside him. Hadn't gotten him diagnosed for sure yet by my bishop, but are pretty sure is defiantly haunted because of all of the frightening activity and whatnot. If you want him, he's yours just let me know because I don't think I can keep him around much longer because I don't have the authority to get out the demon. I don't know anything about witchcraft. <laughs> if you know how, then that will just make it easier for you, and he'll probably be a pretty good pet if you could do it yourself or make arrangements with the proper channels who can release evil spirits and whatnot. Just need a box and a towel to come pick him up. Just give me a call or a text. The sooner the better. Please don't. Please don't use them for spells. I don't want to be associated with that kind of stuff. Thank you for your time. Oh, all right. Let's get that rooster. I love that. A haunted rooster. I wonder how he figured out, without a doubt, that this ro that this rooster is indeed haunted. I wonder what the signs were. I don't know. Maybe, he does not put any specific examples. Yes. I mean, maybe waking up later. I have no idea what a haunted rooster would do, but that's a very good personal ad, and maybe one of our listeners can get out there, get that scary like rooster. Fuck you, Jerry. What? Fuck you. What? what? I'm Jerry. <laughs> uh, I actually got some really good UFO sightings this week, except one that was fake, but then I asked the dude if it was fake, and then he admitted that it was fake, that he was just trying. It was, it was a very nice email exchange back and forth, and it was a cool picture of a drone, but then I was like, "Are you? can you actually send me any proof that this is real? And he's like, buddy, I actually work in... Uh, I work in digital manipulation. Like, this is what I do. And I was just like, yes, made me laugh. Um, e, though, sent me a very compelling UFO footage, a piece of UFO footage. He saw four lights hovering over an abandoned <clears throat> mall just north of Cincinnati, Ohio. I took a look at the videos he sent. I want you to take a double look at it. It might be flares. Oh, okay. So we have a skeptic's cap over here. You've got Also, I have been, I, a lot of people have been asking me about that, that doorbell ghost video. Mm -hmm. And I reached out to the people who sent me the video to get permission to post it and they never got back to me okay so. well get back if you want us to post that um and we also have a ghost video from a friend that we met at comic-con that is like awesome maybe we'll play it's those on really the last legit. stream sometime yes they are very legit that was really fun and he was not a hostage to our conversation he no. was really willing to speak with us he was it was very nice um, and so 
I have a sort of long letter, but I want to get through it. Okay. I, I, I was just very interested in this because it's a good view into a world that we vaguely covered with our psychic vampire episode. Okay. I don't know if this is worth sending or even if you guys still take stories. We do. But I went with two of my friends to a psychic and sanguine vampire meetup near Detroit. About 12 total showed up to a Coney Island, which is so Detroit. And they talked with us for about three hours. I was high as fuck, so really felt like I could feel everything relating to energy that they talked about. One of them was completely sanguine and has a donor about 12 hours away that he meets up with. Another is half and half and has the same sort of setup. The sanguine literally looked like if Carlisle from Twilight was chubby and had a little cholo twist and frosted tips. He said that first. He said that first. That is a very, very specific reference. Okay. The skin next to the collarbone is punctured. Then blood is sucked from the wound. No biting required. He said that everyone's blood has a different flavor. Hmm. Another was solely psychic. Guess that what kind of hat he was wearing. Yes, it was a fedora. And said that if he made <laughs> eye contact with us, he was stealing our energy and couldn't help it. He caught my eye on accident about seven or eight times. There was also a thing where they rubbed their hands together to channel energy. Uh-huh. Then they held their hands about a foot apart, and you had to put your hand in the middle. Everyone's energy feels different. Some are warmer or cooler or more negative or positive. There was a warlock, too. He looked exactly how you'd imagine him to. Long, gray beard, squat build, bald on top, and cross-eyed with glasses. Mm. This is what I'm shooting for one day, guys, just so you know. Nothing but bad vibes from him, but he swore he could pick up on our energy and made us channel it into a cup of water. We took sips of the water first just to verify that it was normal water. After that, we passed it around the table and put energy into it, then tasted it again. I didn't try it because at that point, six people had sipped from the cup, and I only knew two of them. <laughs> Good move, W. Also, they could read our auras. My friend Ashton was higher than I was, but also is always an anxious mess. They said that his was mucked up, and they couldn't get a clear reading. Huh. My reading was accurate, but I don't know if that's just because it was vague or not. My friend Anna was apparently taking really well to everything and could be a wonderful healer with the right practice. Oh, Ashton left about an hour and a half in to smoke in the car and didn't come back inside. The main vampire said that everything that they had done was really hard on Ashton. That as soon as he could, he should wash all of the residual energy off of him as if he was covered in mud. Later on that night, we stopped at a 7-Eleven for snacks and saw a guy walk out without paying for a bottle of water. We didn't say anything because we don't snitch, and he was still staring at us from the other side of the glass door. Once we got outside, he came up to Ashton and asked if he could buy a gram. We thought that he had been on the phone, and that's why he was just standing outside, but he took his phone down from his ear without hanging up or saying goodbye. Ashton didn't hear what he'd asked, and he said yes. So the guy said, really? And then asked if he could get in the car. You just, at some point, W, you guys just got totally taken hostage of by a homeless person. Is that what um, happened? But he, yes, but he said that he gave them many, many tips on how American currency is fake, and we, see, we still secretly use another form of British money because we are still under British rule. There was some site huh. that you could trade your fake money for real money at a one-to-one rate. I don't remember the URL, but www.civil-liberties.com is one explaining how we're still under British rule. Okay. So this is, you met a very, uh, between gigs sovereign citizen. I love it. All right. Very interesting. Good exchange rate, too. Honestly, that's not bad. One to one. When we go over to the UK here in the upcoming future, we are going to be losing money because the dollar ain't so strong. 
And so apparently, she says, according to this, she had gotten, she was very, she was a person that was very lucky. But after this experience with these vampires, she's gotten countless arguments with her parents, missed out on a concert that she paid $200 for, and got super inexplicably sick for about two weeks. After, as someone who usually has crazy good luck, I can only trace everything that's happened back to that night in National Coney Island. Oh my goodness. Well, be careful, man. Those psychic vampires, they're going to suck out all your energy, and next thing you know, you're going to miss, you know, the, the the reunion of Backstreet Boys. Even as a lark, again, even as a, as a funny little thing, a funny little trip, know if you meet with a bunch of people that call themselves psychic vampires, a lot of times the reason why they call themselves that is because they are at least very annoying. <laughs> it's like on the lowest level, that is just, yes. that is the worst part is that they are incredibly annoying. You're going to have a bad night. Absolutely. But if you are going to be around them, wear black quartz. Oh, very interesting. That stone absorbs the vibes of psychic vampires. Good to know. And of course, you can always shoot an email our way at side stories, L-P-O-T-L at gmail.com. Uh, shoot us some stories that you want us to talk about. And uh, obviously, if you have a personal experience, feel free to share because we always love hearing from you. And we cannot wait to see you all this weekend. We got Minneapolis. We're going to be in Des Moines. And then we're going to be in Milwaukee. We're on our big boys tour. I love big going. Boys. Big boys love going to the Can't Midwest. Can't wait to see my boys. Yes, and indeed. my women. I like to see the women too. I love to see all of my Midwest brethren and sister in sister in sister in. Uh, so that'll be super exciting, and we cannot wait to see you all very, very soon. Also, if you are around the East Coast next week, maybe the week after, I don't know the exact dates of when we travel. I get on the plane when that, when I'm told yes. to get on a plane. Um, but we got Atlantic City tickets still available, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania tickets still available, and Portchester. We're doing a it's a it's like a, it's a funny little run we're doing. Of we're uh, doing the same touring schedule that week as Gallagher 2. Yes, exactly. Some of the most, nothing but the most best, most beautiful, because I've heard Port Chester is called the the Paris of Upper New York. I love it. Um, we cannot wait to see everyone uh, over in Port Chester, Bethlehem, and Atlantic City. No idea what AC is going to be like. It might just be one person with smoker's cough, one person missing a limb. I don't know who will be there, but it will be fun. You buy those tickets, so please come on out. Make we got a couple tickets left for that entire weekend. You come on out. Make it so, a weekend. Make sure you live your life like your Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry just basking in the sun, oh. provided by Google. Mm-hmm. Um, you just put on a, the easygoing lifestyle of Bradley Cooper and a couple of Louis Vuitton slip-ons teaching Oprah how to ride a bike with your hand too close to her vagina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love your life like your Orlando Bloom standing nude. On one of those, those. If you see that when you saw his dick, maybe a gondola. Was it a gondola? Was, it wasn't a gondola. No, no you okay. can't be nude in a gondola because it normally has other passengers. Right. It was a windbreaker, windsurfing machine. Oh, I don't know what it's called. Good for him. But he was just standing fully nude, totally confident, with a completely clothed Katy Perry, also <laughs> on the the little thing, which is very sad for me. Good, That's good. sad that we got to see his penis. We didn't get to yeah. see Katy Perry, but you love his life. Yeah, he's got it. He's got a legless smile. Yes, he does. In that picture. And you got to laugh. <laughs> like you are Stephen Hawking 
uh, just accepting a glass of Dom Perignon mm. from Jeffrey Epstein, listening to him blather on, you go, ha, ha, ha. Oh, Jeffrey, you hurt. And you just are, you're loving your life and you're spinning in a circle because your chair is broken. Absolutely. Well, why? That's, he's got to fix his chair. Um, stop staring and laughing. Please stop me from spinning. What a fun party guest Stephen Hawking was. Uh, all right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. And most importantly, never forget, hail yourselves. Hail Satan! Magustalations. Hail me. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. <laughs>